0: Hello, my name is Les Hartwell, and welcome to the Divine Feminine Leaders podcast, where we help women realize that really there are no limits, and that's such a brief overview of what we're doing here, but I'm really excited to showcase women who break down barriers on a daily basis, who are living the life that they want to live in every every meaning of that word so they've created the life that they desire and i am so excited to welcome stephanie sinclair with me today so i've been following stephanie for a number of years i've worked with her on and off through the years so i'm gonna give you a brief overview and stephanie if you need to like fill in anything for your intro just let me know um but Stephanie has been an entrepreneur for more than a decade. She's built multi-million dollar businesses. She's not just built multi-million dollar businesses in the marketing scheme, like area of her expertise, but she's also a medium and now she is the creator of the Frequency Fix, which we are going to talk a lot about today. I just know it because that's so exciting. And not only that, but she really helps build women up and really help them come into their zone of genius and help them not only with the marketing and how they should be running their business and what they need to be doing in their business like who they are what their soul is calling them to do which her mediumship completely helps her do that but she also helps you raise the frequency of your vibration and allow you to allow more amazingness in so our intention today is that this conversation raises your frequency, and if you have any questions about her work, we're going to give you all the goods, but Stephanie, welcome. I'm so excited. Like, I'm so buzzy. <laughs> Actually, I love that. I
1: was like, I love that you were so excited when you are talking about it. I think it works so much better that way for you to talk about what you know. Like, you really know me, so yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, and I'm so honored to have you on here. Like, that's not an exaggeration. I... I love your boldness. Like, you're not afraid to tell things like they are. You're not afraid to be who you are, right? And and call out things that you like and you don't like in the industry. But more than that, like, I love that you're so called to helping women really step up their game and help them allow more into their lives. So- Yes, I would definitely say,
1: interestingly enough, I think that's one of my passions, really. No matter what I do, I tend to touch women, even though I leave it open, especially now, even with the frequency fix, it's now open to everyone. I have male clients, but I still find myself being called to women and really protecting us and our legacies. That is just really what I'm called to, no matter what it is or what business I'm building. I love
0: it. Yeah, it's incredible. So right now, you're launching the Frequency Fix and the certification program. So tell us a little bit more about that. And and let's start off with, for the people who aren't aware, like, what is a frequency and what is vibration? Like, can you, do you want to yeah. define that a little bit? Oh, it's very interesting because I feel like
1: no one talks, um, I'm thinking, am I going to be my, my traditional Stephanie and just call people on their bullshit? So until recently, <laughs> I'm like, how am I going to do this? Um, until recently, I feel like nobody really talks about the conversation of frequency and no one really talks about, you know, we want to talk about our vibe attracts our tribe and it makes it seem so surface. But the truth is, when we talk about frequency, frequency is all there is. Like nothing else really exists. Nothing else really matters. It doesn't matter what your dreams are, what your desires are, what your ambitions are. If your frequency isn't in tune with who it is that you are growing to be, then you will never grow to be that person. So the easiest way to talk about frequency is it's the energy that we are constantly putting out. Like I've heard people say this and I'm going to use it here. It's when we talk about radio station frequency, if you're trying to get 95.7 FM, but you turn to 107.7, you're going to get a totally different output, a totally different audio rather input um, from, cause you're on a completely different station. And what happens is at all times our bodies, our systems, our energy is attuned to a certain frequency. And you can tell what frequency you're on based upon your surroundings, based upon where you live, how you're living, your relationships, um, your happiness level, your health level, even and dare I say this, even in a space of sickness is because your frequency is attuned to a frequency of illness and of ill health, like everything is a result of where your body, your energy is attuned to and so when we talk about frequency people talk about you know you know being motivated being inspired those things are so temporary and they actually don't affect your frequency at all because when you go home and you get back in your regular environment and you begin to turn in tune of what you see physically and what's happening with you all you do is continue to create more of that and so when we talk about frequency and the frequency fix it's we as coaches are taking these clients, right? Clients who we know, and this is a very interesting conversation. I feel like I'm answering your question plus more, so interrupt me if you want to. No, this is a very interesting conversation because I feel like I've had this, I, I won't call any names, but I have a few really well-known friends in the coaching, consulting, expert industry, multi-multi-million dollar earners every single year. And a conversation that we've had for, I know, the last three to four years is, can everybody be successful? And it's an argument there because, of course, as people who accept people into their programs, you want to say yes, right? But the reality is the answer is no. And the reason the answer is no is because not everybody frequency is attuned to the station in which success is attracted to. And so it doesn't matter what strategies you teach them. It doesn't matter how many ads they do. It doesn't matter how many books they write. It doesn't matter how many certifications they get. If that frequency isn't handled and taken care of, nothing else matters. And the answer is no, they cannot reach the goals that they desire to because their station, their frequency is turned to something completely different from what their mouthset says they desire. So I created the frequency fix to train coaches, consultants, and experts, no matter what their work is in the world, to be able to go in and assist their clients with tuning and shifting their frequency and shifting their station. And it's done two different ways. Typically for me, like in an intensive, it's more of a um, physical energetic healing, but for the clients who are coming in for the certification, it's that part as well as literal program and steps you're taking your clients through, things that they need to do continuously because a huge part of shifting frequency is repetition. You can't do something one time and it's fixed. It can be a shift to it, but until you keep it moving and keep the snowball building, then you won't get the result you want. So this is really calling for coaches to say, you know what, I am sick of people just paying me for a result and they can get it that day, but it's nothing that's long lasting. It's not transformational, long lasting, because the truth is there's no real change that's taking place within their frequency. So it doesn't matter what it looks like right then. If the frequency is not shifted, then change is not long lasting. Long way to get to the answer, but I hope that was helpful.
0: No, I think (laughs) that was perfect. And I, I love the depth of it and your, you know, your your passion on the subject and yeah. and and it's it is i mean when you talk about frequency and how the energy is always moving it is that understanding that we are all energy and yeah. when we get down to a very basic level when you really look at like we're all energy energy is always moving it's always shifting it's always changing is it changing to something that's the same as what it was before or is it changing to something different? and how yeah, and different could be better or
1: worse? Different doesn't always go forward. Sometimes different goes backwards, depending
0: on what you're attuned to. You know I've had that experience, so yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> but yeah, like it, it is true. it's true. It's, it's all and it's and it's kind of the dance of life, too, right? Yeah. Like. I mean, sometimes we kind of want to like ramp it up, ramp up the momentum of what we really desire by going a little bit lower. But, and it's good if we're doing it on a conscious level, but it's when we're doing it unconsciously and going, why am I getting this result? Like, most of the time, I think most of
1: the time people are operating in a very unconscious state. Um, So we really are walking around like robots. We're walking around allowing what happened to happen. And one of the things I hate like, I hate that saying, like, what's meant to be will be like, no, no, because then we have to have the conversation of even physicists know that we have multiple dimensions. So what's meant to be in what dimension? What are we talking about? We all have multiple um outcomes that we can can reach out so I don't know if you've ever heard of futuring but futuring is the conversation around the multiple different outcomes you can have as one person i don't remember what movie it was but i watched some movie it was so weird but i was like yeah that's kind of how it was and it was a man and he was literally faced with you know all these different mm. i know what it was <laughs> no i don't it was uh, one of the um one of the comic movies with the ma- Dr. Strange. Yes. Dr. Strange is what it was. I'm like, wait, it wouldn't be a kid movie, but that's all right, stick with me. So, it, was, it was kind of strange and it was like for this one thing that would happen this is what all these different possible outcomes could be and it wasn't like one it wasn't like two it was like one thousand something, something 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 it was a whole bunch of different outcomes that's our life every single day every single moment based upon what we're choosing to vibrate on which then chooses our next step in action and if we take that then it's going to lead to something else and it's like this idea of what will be will be it's like well it's a lot of things that can be it's up to you to choose
0: well you know? what will be will be is kind of that i'm not in control of my life i'm gonna right. put something else or someone else in that space so that then i get to sit back and be a victim and say yeah. but i didn't do it i mean so it's just gonna it's yeah. just gonna be exactly exactly yeah
1: yeah i don't particularly care for that.
0: Um, myself and I don't
1: know if I you know even if this wasn't the conversation around all the different multiple outcomes that can happen in in life just the idea that I'm going to sit back and wait for something to occur just seems so powerless
0: yeah when we are
1: so powerful
0: right you know right And that's what I love about your work. Like you're so much about empowering people. And I don't even know if I mentioned this, but that's what I meant to like. You've also like coached people to become like millionaires and multimillionaires and all of that. Right. Like, it's not just, you're not just like all of a sudden saying, okay, I've been an entrepreneur for 10 years. And now I think the frequency thing is the next, next bandwagon to jump on. Right. You're like, no, this has actually always been the work. Now I'm just naming it.
1: Yeah. So it's always been behind the scenes. It's very interesting because I know it probably feels like, oh, she's doing something different, but nothing I've done in the last 10 years is different than what I've done in the last 10 years. It's just a different conversation. And, you know, I've spent so many years focused on strategy and helping people, you know, generate millions of dollars. The, the outside focus, the marketing focus, the ad focus, the social media focus. But once you got behind the scenes, you realized that I was a very much a person that was about, let's talk about your energy. Let's talk about your frequency. Let's talk about where you're vibrating on. Let's talk about embodiment. Let's talk about why you aren't getting this result because you are this person and you cannot be this person and be this person at the same time. It's just no way. And so it's just always been there. And what I began to do was sit back and look at this industry where there are so many people teaching strategy and no one is teaching the real life changing thing called frequency. No one.
0: Right. And so you mentioned it briefly and I want you to go back a little bit. So I know about embodiment, but maybe not everybody will understand that important piece that I feel I've worked with many coaches and that wasn't brought up with me. And a lot of, at least if it was, I don't remember it, but it's such an important piece. It's really a big part of your work.
1: Yeah, and you know what, I'm not gonna say for sure you haven't, but I feel like I talk about it more than anybody I know and I didn't know anyone who talked about it to be honest. Um, so much so I show it all the time, but I have this tattoo that says embody on my arm. Um, because I realized that even my career, as my career unfolded, when I had, I sat down and I said, what changed with me? How is it that you know I went from hoping, wishing, praying for a successful business to really having one that was bigger and better than I ever thought, like what really changed. And what really changed is I identified with who that person was I wanted to become. I was okay with killing off and killing is such a harsh word, but allowing the old me to pass away. Right? And when something dies, you don't resurrect it. I'm not trying to resurrect anything old. Typically, when you go back, it's because you're resurrecting some things. Um, so what is this person I'm allowing to die that needs to die for me to become this person? And I don't even, it, it, it wasn't even like an aha moment. It was an innate sense of knowing. I remember very, very early on, I didn't even have a bed at the time that I had this sense of knowing. My son had a toddler bed. I had an air mattress. And I mean, I was in a very broke, like a ridiculous state. I mean, now my son's 12. He's definitely a big boy. (laughs) But um, it was one day I was meditating and I came out of meditation and I pulled out my notebook and I began to write who was the person that I want to be. I described her. I described where she lived how she lived, I described her decor, I described the travels, I described how she would travel. Like all these things were super, super important to me. And it was this innate knowing that I needed to know her to become her. And up until that point, I think I had just been um, living, hoping this thing, whatever comes out will come out. But this particular day, I just knew that I needed to know who she was. And once I wrote her down, I began to question everything in my life and I asked, is this a decision she would make? Embodiment is about becoming the person you desire to be. So first you have to know who they are. Who is she or he? Where do they live? How do they live? What are their likes and dislikes? And then start making movements and actions as if that already was. Here's why that is important. Because as long as you make moves and actions from the space that you physically are today, you can never get to a different physical space because you're constantly supporting where you are. I didn't want to support where I was. I wanted to support where I wanted to be. Like that, and that is such a hard concept. Embodiment, I think, in my personal opinion, is the hardest concept for most people. They understand it consciously, but a concept of how do I actually enact this without worrying about, well, how do I be that? It's so interesting to me because somehow I got it where some other people just really struggle with, I don't understand how I can become that person. So maybe I can give you a really quick example. So an example is what if, if you told me that you want it, this is an easy one. The woman you want to grow into, you want to make sure you're always flying business class or first class. The first thing then I would tell you to do is stop looking at economy flights. Mm. Like that's just easy enough it's just easy enough. but that's so simple if you are a woman who wants to just fly this why are you even looking at economy your next thing may be like well that's all i can afford. how do you know how do you know right i remember and, and the reason i like that one is because i remember when i first you know did a first class flight and one of my mentors at the time um I had flown out to see her, and her assistant got like my flight information and scheduled for me to have a car pickup. And um, after our session, she said, Question for you? And I said, Yes, yeah. she's like, Why are you flying, coach? And I was like, I, mean, I didn't have an, like, I'm on a plane. I don't know. I didn't even think about it. Like, didn't really. And she was like, Why didn't you book first class? I was like, I Man. No, I don't think I even thought about it in first class it's just so ridiculous and she said how do you know I paused and I was like I don't know how I know I think I just assumed and she was like great do me a favor right now and pull out your computer so he pulled out my computer, I was flying Delta. And she was like, let's just see what it would be for you to upgrade to first. And so I think it was like an extra $125. I was like, <laughs> the hell I flew here coach for when I gonna been first class? <laughs> and mean, actually started like my whole journey of that. And the very next time, I think I flew somewhere maybe a month later, right? When I went to look for a flight, When you put it, you can set your settings on what you want to see first, like see coach, see first class. And I think mine was set to see all three. And I immediately saw my eye roll over to economy. And it was that innate sense of knowing again. That innate sense of knowing literally said, why are you looking over here? Yeah. And so I immediately cut it off. Like I clicked to the thing and switched the search results and I clicked it to take off economy. so I could only see business and first class. And when I only saw that, like, I know these are my options. I don't have another option. Economy doesn't even exist to me. These are my options. And so it's interesting because after that, literally, I would have told you before that I couldn't really afford first class. But after that, In all actuality, my income really supported me flying whatever I wanted to fly. My income supported that. Since then, I feel like the only time I've flown economy is one day, because I do stuff like this. It was like a Sunday, and I was like, I think I want to go to Paris tomorrow. And I was looking for a flight, and it was one seat on the plane. It was like one. It was the worst. It was the last seat in the back in the middle seat. I was like, oh, hell no. Oh, God. But for the most part, yeah. if it doesn't fit that, like, I have nothing to do with it. But that's how you do it. Like, it's what decision would that person make who this is the life that they want to live. And then all the things will begin to come together. Um, um, what's the name of the the nanny? I love the little show. Um, the nanny old show where... Grandresser. She, who Fran no. it's, it's the movie where she flew into the city on the umbrella.
0: Mary Poppins.
1: Mary Poppins. Okay. So you know, like Mary Poppins, she like snapped her fingers to clean the kids' room and all the toys began to get up and dance. Like when you say yes to the future, you it's literally like the universe snaps its fingers and all the things dance around to support your decision, right? right. and when realize that it's like a that and it's like they're dancing they're dancing to support me and what I really desire which is who I'm growing into which is what the universe wants for you anyway is the highest version of you that's embodiment it's such a long answer but I hope I hope I made it so clear
0: you know I love it and I and I appreciate like I feel like if people really get that how important this is that this is I mean embodiment is how you shift your frequency on your own. You can absolutely work with somebody to do that work and be supported. But for some people, that's very difficult to do. And so, but if you can do that on your own, doing that journaling exercise and knowing who is the future you, who are you stepping into? I mean, you just gave great example for people to be able to go back. So thank you for that. And I, I'm sorry,
1: you
0: know, I was going to
1: say, like, here's the thing. I never pretend, you know how some people like, if you really want to pay for it, you can. You know, I feel like we've all been in situations in life where that's not true. We've all been in situations, well, I have, where there were things I wanted to pay for, and in that moment, I didn't have the money to do Like, it didn't exist. Like, it's no way I could take, you know, $50 in an account and turn it into $5,000 just didn't have a way, but what I could do was what I could do in that moment to get to that point, and, and even then, the, the sense of knowingness, those are things that I did to get to the point to work with people, so the lady who was telling me about the go fly first class home, um, before I worked with her then, we had, had a conversation two months before about the intensive she was doing. And I, I just, you know, I just didn't have $5,000 just sitting up in an account. If I got $5,000, I was spending it. Like, I, I needed it for things, for living things. So that meant in order for me to have the $5,000, that meant I had to make a surplus of what I needed, and I just wasn't at that point, right? And I remember asking her, will you take half? Because I had, like, $2,500, which is probably about all I had And I've always been a person like it's okay to ask. Most person could tell you was no. Um, And she was like, actually, no, it's all up front. And I was like, okay. I was like, all right, well, thank you. I'll think about it. I don't think I said no. I was like, all right, I'll think about it. This is for me. And I got off the phone and I was like, I want to do this. I need this money. What do I need to do? And I was like, I need to be the person who. is generating this account amount of money and I think I spent a day or two just in journaling practice and once I came out of that I instantly knew what to offer and I had the energy to show up and I did it every single day and it still took about two months for me to have an enough additional but in those two months I talk often about when my income skipped from like 4000 to 8000 to 12000 that was the time mm-hmm. so having the two months later. I had a $12,000 a month, which was a great enough surplus for me to invest this $5,000 cash and go do it. It's like, it's okay if you're listening to us right now and you're like, I could never. Right now, I couldn't. I think that I am a person and I pride myself on this and I hope everyone who's ever been in my um, energy field, whether it's like this or anywhere else, I feel like if you're around me, you really listen and you really attune to my energy, you could go make money. I think I give you the things that you can do it even without me. You know, I, I just, I don't know, I don't think there are any excuses because it's out there. I literally just told you what I did, you know? So,
0: yeah. Well, and I there's a couple points that you really hit on that I think are really important in this, that a lot of people are too afraid to do, which is one is make a freaking decision. And it's not just like, Oh, well, I think I'm going to No, I'm going to work with this woman. It costs $5,000. How do I, I'm going to get there. I don't know how, but I'm going to get there. I'm going to sit with it. I think that's the other thing. Like we don't always just sit, and go, okay, like, let me just write this out. Who do I need to be? What am I going to, you know, and then just kind of let the intuition flow, right? Yeah, we... Inst- trusting the divine. Yeah, right. we count ourselves out. All the time,
1: we count ourselves out um, as opposed to count ourselves in. Like, there's something that I desire right now. It's a couple million dollars. And I laughed about it. Like, I can't be like, it's a couple thousand dollars. And I was like, it's a million. Um, but I think, you know, it's something I've been wanting a couple of years, actually. And I'm finally at the place that I am serious enough to have, like, focus on becoming who and what it is to, to get that thing, right? But it's like, i could easily say i remember telling a friend this and they were like a couple million girl oh you just i mean what are you gonna do i was like i'm gonna get it it's like um you can't be a person who says well today i don't see how so i'm counting myself out i am a person who count myself in for everything so i was having this conversation yesterday which i don't know if you really want to have it on divine feminine leaders about donald trump but (laughs) I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday, and I love talking to her. Um, She's definitely an intellectual. And so I feel like I can call her, and this is interesting, the type of friendship we have we call each other when we have these conversations that the vast majority of people probably wouldn't agree with or be okay with. But it's like, I want to bounce this off someone without judgment of like, this is how I see this. Is it a skewed view? I would love to hear your point. And it's this. Regardless of Donald Trump's viewpoints, ignorance, anything else, what that man is aware of is his power that he has. And he won't count himself out for anything, even dumb shit. Like, he doesn't count himself out for anything. I want to say this because one of the things that we came up with yesterday when we were talking about this, is there is a difference between ethical law and creative law. Mm. There's a difference between ethical law and creative law. And we kind of believe that, like the Donald Trumps, because he doesn't move by the same ethical law that the majority of us do, or that a lot of us do, especially in this transformational right. you know, space, then how is it that he's getting all these things? Because you do not have to have ethical law to have creative, to follow creative law. Creative law wins because you have the power, right? With creative law, that means you understand your power to create anything, even the foolish things.
0: Are you following me here? Oh. And so I, You get it, right? Yeah, we so, do. I mean, I've actually been saying ever since he won the presidency, I'm like, he's brilliant maybe not in the sense that you want him to be brilliant but he created his that buzz he got his name in everyone's mouth and all of it. and i tell people i'm like if you want to stop giving him power take his name out your mouth literally stop he, talking cannot. to him they cannot I
1: know. because he understands creative power and it's like the beautiful thing about us and people in this space and people watching or listening to this podcast is that not only do we have creative power we have creative law we have ethical law and so we can create the things that are good for us and good for the world and good for other people we just tend to only operate in ethical law and it's time for us to start operating in creative law It's time for us to start abiding by those laws. And creative law says that you have to create who you want to become by being that person. Not sitting up talking about today and how you wish it was, but by being that person. When you understand creative law, you
0: have won, period. Right. Thank you. (laughs) I feel like mic drop, like that was brilliant. And that's what the frequency is about, right? Like helping the healers and the coaches and these women, these, you know, practitioners of transformation and change and to help them step into that creative space Because they're creating already, right? Like they're creating programs and transformation and healing and all of that. They're already facilitating all of these things. Now step into a place where you're creating wealth for yourself, where you're creating the, the empire, the vision that you have so that you can help raise the vibration of the world, raise the consciousness. You can help donate to these causes that you feel so passionately about to level the playing field from the people that are just using creative law and not ethical law.
1: Yes, yes, and I love that. And it's just like, if we would get that, and actually quit worrying about Donald Trump, right? Like, quit worrying about him because all of this bickering and shit we're doing, like all of the being on social media, do y'all know this man's still in office? And do you know he's going to be for the next, what, year and a half probably left? Like. Roll through it, it's okay, and start creating. This is where your power is. You you want real change in the world and you have to get power. Power doesn't mean you have to become president. You become the president by getting in touch with your creative power. So you can become this massive leader in your industry by saying, hey, it's not just enough for me to create these programs, but I want to be able to create this entire movement. That's what you want to step in. How do you get people to listen to you? Your creative power, period. Someone asked me maybe a month ago, one of my friends, it was really, really funny. She was like, You know, it it just burns me. It was actually funny. I loved it. She's like, It just burns me how no matter what it is you teach or how you do it or what you charge, people say yes to you. And I was like, It burns you? And she was like, Yeah. And I was like, Well, that's interesting her she was like i just don't understand how you how it happens and i'm like i literally sat back we were getting pedicures i sat back in the pedicure chair and she was over here and i looked well why wouldn't she was like what i was like well why wouldn't they i was confused by the question and instantly when i said why wouldn't they she had an aha moment and she was like wait it's because you like to you it's what else would they do Right, I am the person that that's what I have. I have a community, right? People aren't buying one-time products from me. It's a community, a lifestyle. This lifestyle of frequency, mindset, creating wealth, all these things like raising the consciousness of this planet, this is a lifestyle. So it doesn't matter whether it's packaged as business coaching, packaged as energy, me doing the spiritual work. It's raising the consciousness, Right. Right? And so it has nothing to do with what I'm doing. It has to do with who I am. And instantly when I said, why wouldn't they? It was like an aha moment to her.
0: Well, and it goes back to this whole, you count yourself in. And she was counting herself out. Yeah. So she was was, like, why aren't you counting yourself out? Everybody does. yes. Yes. And it was some changes she
1: wanted to make in her business. And I was like, you know, sometimes God is telling you to make changes and you're so busy worrying about what other people are going to think about your changes that you're missing out on your blessing yeah. like gotta just go with it right, right. trust that voice trust your intuition um, and just know that your success your mission isn't attached to what you're doing it's attached to who you are right period you know I feel like we've taken this conversation so many places. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> I love it. No, there's nothing to be sorry about. I, I think it's magical. And, and I, you know, as you were talking about that conversation in the pedicure booth, like I'm like, you could sell this pen for $10,000 and people would buy it.
1: Oh, honey. And I tell people all the time, like not even joking. I can sell anything. Because it's connected to me. As long as it's connected to me and who I am and the mission, I can sell it. Because I believe in the mission. I believe in the purpose. I believe in who I am, the energy that comes with me. I believe that if you touch anything that's connected to me, you are blessed. Now, that may seem some kind of way to somebody. That may seem egotistic. It may seem arrogant. You should feel that way about everything that you're touching as women who are creating these conscious communities. You should feel like everything that you touch is blessed. And somehow I feel like we are taught against that. Right. We're taught against feeling that way. But listen to me as women, conscious women leaders. Everything you touch is blessed, period.
0: Well, and to me, it goes back to this, this, I don't think we've touched on it in this conversation, but intention. Yes. Your intention is to bless people and to lift others up and to give back. Like, there is nothing selfish about that. And yeah, yeah. you're going to feel good as a result of giving to people, but this is yes. so, but it's for the betterment of everyone. It's not just because I'm going to get this kind of feeling and feel good. Like, yes.
1: so I'm going to give you an example. You were talking about that, pen, but we'll go with this little phone here. So, because you know. Um, extra in real life these are my little coffee spoons and teaspoons and I have them just for tea and they're cute this is like the little sunflower one but they all have little shapes and things and they're gold plated and things they were cheap on Amazon I love them anyway but they make me they keep my frequency high for the woman that I desire to be right and so anyway have these gold plated spoons this is the power of intention it's just a fucking phone I think I got I don't even know how much the pack was, but let's say $20 for a pack of 10 little gold plated spoons, right? Well, I truly believe, and I've seen it happen. Remember, I said anything I touch is blessed. I can sell this for $10,000, really, as like a good luck charm, a charm that if you keep it near you, this is where your power is going to be held. And I promise you, that people will walk away and their life, their business will skyrocket. Why? Because the intention in which I sold it, the intention I put into it, is pure. All I want to see for people is to move forward. Um, was that? Um, oh, and then I have it here. I believe this is what it was in. Um, the Game of Life and How to Play It by Florence Govell Shane, this is all four of her books in here. I keep it on my desk. That's how much it means to me. Um, but one of the stories in there, I believe it was there, was... Um, or one of her other books. It was about a man or someone who had given somebody like a, we'll just say a penny. I don't remember the story right off. But it was worth, like he told them, it was worth, it was a real goal. And then the person went off with that same um, penny or that same piece of whatever it was. And they created like this most spectacular business. They were wealthy beyond their wildest dreams. He was a homeless man when the guy gave it to him. So, of course, he became wealthy beyond his wildest dreams, and he began to hold it, keep, because it was a good love time. He held it with him, and then he saw someone who was homeless, and he decided, a poor man on the street, I'm going to give it to this poor man. Well, this poor man, because his consciousness was in a different place, I guess he decided he wanted to sell it. So he then took it to be appraised and realized it was worth less than a penny, it was worth absolutely nothing, right? And this man went on and continued to be poor on the street, etc. What is the difference between the same spoon that I give to one person who's going to create marvelous success in their lives and the person who you give it to who, who won't? Is their consciousness? It's two things the intention, and then the consciousness. I can give it to you with the greatest intention as long as your consciousness is. I have this spoon that's worth all these different things and it's going to create these things for me. You have real belief. Then that's what it's going to do. If you're a person that is like, Oh, let me just go sell this. Spoon. I don't even believe it. So let me go get it checked by the appraiser. Guess what? You're going to have a different result. Intention is everything all the way around.
0: Well, and that's, that's brilliant too, because it is, it's about what you believe completely. And, Like, and that's part of why you would work with a coach, why somebody would work with you, right? Like, because
1: like one of my clients right now, um, she did, she did an intensive, but then she came on to do like a three month one-on-one situation as well, just to kind of keep it up. And she had a situation by working with me as a coach, you probably could find someone that's a little bit more, more, um. I don't know if I'm the sweetest one like to coach you long term. I think I'm kind. But look, you call me with some low level shit. I'm going to call you on it, right? I'm going to call you on allowing this old shit to slip in. I'm going to call you on it. And I'm not going to call you on it in the sweetest way because what you don't need right now is somebody pacifying you. You need someone to call you to be the person that you paid me to call you to be. And I had someone definitely do that. And I'm like, hey, No, 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 no. And you want a coach who can see the things that you can't see. She didn't see that she allowed one thing that looked bad or shaky to like throw her all the way off. And I'm like, that one thing, like you worried about one little client? You worried about one client? It's 7 billion people on the planet. You worried about one client who has paid you already in full because they didn't show up for a call. Girl, nobody cares. You got seven billion. Like, let's keep it moving. And as soon as I caught her on it, like some people always say, like, I'm not for The emotionally weak. I'm right? And thankfully, she was immediately she was like, oh my God. I didn't even realize I was doing that. And I'm like, yeah, this is a lot of times what you need that accountability for when it comes to all sorts of coaching, but frequency work, often we're throwing our own frequency off unconsciously. We have this new attunement and one thing looks off. If one thing doesn't look like it's progressing, we will allow it to shatter our whole world. And then that's
0: when you start going back. Right. And I want to kind of go back because this just came up for me, like what you were just telling that story of that woman. Like you had mentioned you had to be okay with like killing your old self to become your new self. And so often that's where the people, that's where people get stuck. I know for me, I kind of did the same thing, right? Like I had to completely shift out of who I was. Well, I did. Yeah. If you don't don't know and you're watching this episode, I actually legally changed my full name. So I went through a whole transformation and Stephanie watched it. I met a whole different woman. I met a
1: completely different woman several years ago. Right, I, 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 yeah. right,
0: yeah. right. And it was I scary. Do. It's scary. Mm-hmm. That is tough work for people to do. I don't think that it needs to be as drastic as I did, uh, you know, but that was what I was going through at the time. So- I mean, I changed my name. I changed my name. And I think it's okay. You know, I changed my name once just because
1: I was like, that's a long story. I changed my name to my mom's last name to my dad's, And then I decided I wanted to be somebody different. And so um, the interesting thing is I keep
0: this on my computer everywhere I go. Um, I don't even know if you can see it. Be willing to change your identity. Everywhere
1: I go, I put it on a, a sticky and I stick it on my computer. And... That just reminds me, and I keep it on my computer because typically my identity is around something with work and success, and this is like that space for that, right? And it's like, I have to remind myself, and even though I got embodied it on me, the truth is, I have to be willing to change my identity in order to move forward and grow. This can never stop. I will always, you know, I don't anticipate changing my name again, but I mean I'm constantly changing my identity, who I identified as, you know, a year ago isn't who I identify as today. You know. Um, a year ago I was still saying I'm a business coach. Today I say I'm a metaphysicist, right? Like I don't identify the same. I a year ago I identified even still, this is this is good. Oh, this is good. Okay. So I really do have like the deepest conversations in real life with, like I feel so grateful to have so many friends. Strange enough, a lot of my friends used to be clients. They're either clients or mentors. And thankfully I feel like we've grown together kind of thing. Yeah, Um, but I was having a conversation and I was actually talking about another area of my life. And I said, you know, I had to realize that the last few years, the reason I haven't been able to create in those areas, the way I desired was because I've been afraid that if I focused on creating over there, I would slow down on creating on the success in business and, and those sorts of things. And she was like, well, wait, what? And I repeated it. And she said, That's so interesting to me. And I said, why? She was like, because of who you are. Like, you're not even in a space. She was like, let's be honest. When we first met, you would meditate and and focus and visualize for two or three hours a day. How often do you do it now? I'm like, I'm not going to sleep. Like, it's not even really a thing now. Right. I'm like, as I go to sleep, I'll visualize something I want. And she was like, right. She was like, you're worried about focusing on another area of your life because you feel like this area is going to go crazy. She was like, but you are now that person. Like it's legitimately like a new uh, a needle has been stuck in your arm and what's been pushed into you is this new person that is in care. and if you don't have wealth and success because you're focusing on it every day. You have wealth and success because that's now who you are. Like you walk around and people are like turning around, looking at you and attracted to you when you go different places. You had a day that you were laying on a sofa all day. and You had like four people message you like, how can I work with you? It's nothing to do with what you're doing every day. She didn't tell me anything I didn't know. I just didn't see it for myself because I'm so used to doing it for everyone else. And it's like, well, wait. Like, all these years, like, I'm thinking I'm still every day doing this. But the truth is, I don't. I literally spend like the last 15 minutes before I go to sleep subliminals and visualization. But the rest of my day, I'm just being. And it's just, how yeah, I set up when I said it? I'm just just being you know yeah. and it's like we feel like once you become this thing once you really embody it it's like and you, you've changed your identity my old identity had to focus on it all the time my old identity had to listen to you know audios all day long which was a thing for me like not even joking from like The time I woke up, the time I went to sleep, unless someone was talking to me, I had earbuds in my ear. That was my old identity. And I have many identities since then, but this identity, I was still listening to Audible, but honestly, the way I used to listen to it, I used to go through two and three books a day. like. It's not even necessary for me anymore. Now it's just like, let me see. Someone put out a new book by such and such. Let me see what it's about because I don't need it the same way I did because I am that person now. Now I may need it as I'm reaching for that next level. As I'm reaching for that next level, it's going to take a different identity and I don't know whether it's going to take the audible. I don't know what it's going to take per se. Whether it's going to take more visualization, probably. Because part of killing off your identity is seeing something different for yourself consistently. So you can't see it once. You can't see it twice. You can't see it for 15 minutes tonight. So part of that whole from morning to night thing was I had to see something different for myself for a long periods of time, over months. It's literally reprogramming your right and so you have to be willing i put it here because i have to always remember i can't get complacent and i need to be willing to kill off who i am whatever i want to get to the next oh, And i still need that reminder you know i okay. give you all these long ass
0: stories so i see. love it i love listening to you i'm one of those people <laughs> that watches all your live streams and is like ah oh, stephanie's talking
1: Perfect, cause I'm like I'm giving you all the. Let me eat it up.
0: No, I love it. I love it. I mean, that's why I wanted you on, cause I was like, I want to share your goodness with more people. Like I think it's incredible. And you talked about subliminals, and it's so interesting. I think that this is a space where, you know, when we really tune into what our intuition is asking us to do, I know that like I started meditating. I think it was five years ago now. At this point, maybe six, and and I had a friend say, "How did you know to start meditating?" And I was like, I don't know, it just, it just got an intuitive hit to start meditating. And I thought to myself, well, what's the easiest way to meditate? Well, put an app on my phone, right? Like, so I, so that's what I did. And I started with guided meditations and then I moved into like more silent meditations and mantra based and lots of different forms. Right. And it's just There's a space of trusting ourselves. There's some retraining there that happens, that needs to happen. Um, And then I got led into subliminals, I think, before I even found you. I think before I found you talking about it. And so I would like YouTube, like listen to stuff while I was sleeping at night and, you know, just whatever. And then I remember, so for anyone who's on here, when Stephanie talked about Florence Scovel Shen and the game of life and how to play it, oh, I can't hear you now. There you are. Um, Like if you're not, if you're not familiar with that book or any of her work, I tell people I've helped people write books and I always talk about how is this book still changing lives today? And it does not matter the marketing. It does not matter the words on the page. It is the energy with which she wrote this book. And that's what we're really trying to get to here in this podcast is like the energy is the most important. Do
1: you know when this book was written?
0: It was 1920, right? Almost 100 years ago. Yeah, 1928. Yeah. Nin- and this energy is so powerful. It is a powerful book. I have it on audio. I actually carry a copy with me at all times in my bag. Like yeah. just having it in your space. And I listen to it all the time. Like it's so powerful. And then saying those affirmations. Like I've made lists myself, I've made recordings of myself saying those affirmations because that's really important. And I learned that from you. Yeah. I mean,
1: and again, that innate sense of knowing. I always tell people this was the first, which I feel so blessed. Let me say this. This was actually the first self-development book Mm. I would say I read that was invested to me it was this someone said get the game of life and how to play it and to get the four agreements and I read them both but this one spoke to me something about it I don't know and so I, I read the four agreements a couple times and came back to this one and I listened to the game of life and how to play it on repeat every day for months on repeat I to the point that I haven't said this affirmation in years but I remember it because I said it so much I have a wonderful business in a wonderful way I give wonderful service for wonderful pay that thing was so serious to me (laughs) it was so serious and I was like and it was like I walked through the house I'm laughing at My family thought I was
0: crazy, man. Because I'd be walking through
1: like, I have a wonderful business in a wonderful way. I give wonderful service for a wonderful way. And it was like every time I said it, I would feel like the giddiness to it. So I would practice saying it in different ways to see what felt best to me. And I'm telling you, like, this was the period in my life when things drastically, drastically Changed. It's like if you don't get in those affirmations and if you don't like and not just say them, say them and mean it and believe it, even if you have to do what I did, walk around and be the same one over and over and over and over. But at some point, I believe that thing. And honestly, honestly, I have the most wonderful business like the most wonderful business. And I do whatever I want to. Like, I only put out programs I want to put out. I don't put out programs because they're, you know, someone told me I needed to or I had to. I only do what I want to do. I only do those things that light me up. And I only do those things that's going to push the culture and this world and the consciousness forward. And I get paid very well for it. And it's like, those things that we think are so small, yeah, it can like completely change. our <laughs> It can take me years. I think I found the book one day and within four months like it was all rather quickly you know
0: well because you started to embody it right Yeah, you you really took it and you said I'm gonna say this over and over and over and over and I think I I'm gonna call it out for myself there's been spaces in my life where I've like latched onto a book or latched onto Abraham Hicks or, you know, and just listened and listened and listened and listened, but didn't do anything outside of that. Right. And just got into the space of like, well, I'm I'm listening. So clearly I'm doing something instead of being like, how do I actually, and I think that was the big realization for me. How do I shift my energy? Listening to it feels good. But what inspired action, not just to do an action, just to do an action, but what do I feel inspired to do from this?
1: Yes. You know, and it's so interesting because I think listening in the beginning you may listen just to listen. Like, I think that when I started listening to the book, I don't know that I knew what action to take. Right? Yeah. I think I just listened because my spiritual mother is the one who told me and I trusted her. Like, she told me to live. I've always been that person, by the way. Like, and, and people honestly annoy me. And typically, you know, people annoy you who aren't like you. <laughs> I have like zero patience, intolerance. But people annoy me with whom you need a reason behind why you're told to do everything. It never occurred to me to ask her why. I was going through things in my life. I mean, Joe, how come I know? Like, I remember saying, how come I know I'm called to such millions of people? And it's just like, I can't disagree what the hell is going on. And I just will never forget sitting on the floor, really. The air mattress didn't have air in it, so it was the floor. And I remember her saying, you know what? I got two books that I would say every young person should read. I don't know why they don't give them to them in school. And I was like, what? And she was like, The Game of Life and How to Play It. And what's the name of that other book? She was like, The Four Agreements. And she didn't know it but Stephanie had her notebook right there and Stephanie was writing the name of it and Stephanie didn't have the money to go buy the actual books but I wanted both books and so I googled I'm not ashamed because it got me where I am I Google promo code for Audible so I give me free books and Audible automatically have you get one free book right, right. lo and behold if I didn't find a promo code to get two <laughs> I cold to get to. So I got those two books. And you know, it never dawned on me to question it. I just respect elders. And I felt like this woman of spirit and this woman of God and this woman who, you know, has read for almost at that time, every living president. she had done readings for it, right? And, yeah, powerful woman. She told me to. She, I didn't have another reason. She told me to, and I'm grateful to this day yeah. for that. Like, I'm so grateful. Within a year, I feel like not only did I have my house at the time in Alabama, I had a guest house in Puerto Rico. So when I felt like it, I could fly to Puerto Rico. Like within a year, my whole life was different because I listened to people who knew more than me, and I didn't find it a need to push the shit out of them. Why? Um sometimes I think our why that idea of why is stopping us from actually doing it. Sometimes the action is to do it. That is the action, right? So anyway, long story. Let me move it back. So I get the books and I think, For the first week and a half, like I got him to listen. She told me to listen. I kept being called to re-listen. This is before I understood that what was happening. My soul was calling me to re-listen because my soul was calling me to reprogram my subconscious. That's what was happening, right? So sometimes what happens is we listen and we're not taking action. But if we're really listening, our subconscious is listening. And eventually, for me, it only took me about a week and a half to two weeks eventually the action will come. Now, for some reason, for some people, people read and listen to stuff for the sake of saying I read and listen to it. Right. I didn't know anybody who had talked about the books. Like, who was I going to tell? Why was I going to tell them? So for me, I kept wanting to like dive in. And I remember listening like, really? Really? What? They were like out here, ideals for me. And, and it's so, you know, because you use It felt good to me coming from the Bible Belt and being raised in church. It felt good to me to have scriptures. And I was like, well, boy, have we misinterpreted that scripture. Like it was those things that were like aha moments to me. And I wanted more and I wanted more and I wanted more. And just before I knew it, the actions follow. I think that if all you're doing is listening and never any action, you'll never get a result. I think sometimes though there's that period of uh of it settling in. Mm. That listening. I'm just a fast action taker. I do think a week and a half to two weeks is quick. But I also felt like, you know, I was in a dire situation for me. I, I didn't want to be, you know, in my late twenties and at my mom's house. Now I was out of my apartment at this time. I got a I was at my mom's house. And I was like, you know, I had this little boy and I just was like, this Uh Uh-uh. I wasn't called for this life. I knew I wouldn't. If you put something that's $5 and something that's $50,000 in the same room, they can look exactly alike. I swear to God, I don't know what it is. I'm going to go to the $50,000. Right? Not because I think it's more special. I'm telling you this is because it ain't no way in hell if my soul's supposed to be sleeping on the damn floor if I instantly go to those things. Like, I just knew this is not what somehow I'm mixed up. I don't know where I'm mixed up at, but something is fucking wrong. And I don't I don't know if I've ever heard anybody look at their life, this shit isn't right. <laughs> like, something's wrong. And I'm gonna figure it out. It has to be me, and I gotta get in line. Like I just knew that I had to get in line, because something was wrong. I was like, this is not uh-uh. I've never even felt you know, some people like are in certain situations they feel complacent. Girl, are we complacent with that? I was like, hell nah! This was a mix-up. I feel like I don't know what happened, but when my soul chose, they were supposed to choose a different life. I don't know what the happened, but we gonna fix it. You fix it, <laughs> <laughs> and but you think- fixed it. <laughs> And I think because I'm a pet, it created like the fast action sticker in me You said, Okay, you listened a couple of weeks and you I started to feel like I should do something I was like, all right, well let me do it. And I know too, I can't sit on ideas. You know how some people can't like get an idea and they sit on it for a month or two. Oh hell no, it won't ever be done. So if I get an idea today, it's done today. Yeah. If I get an idea today, I offer is out today. Like it's gonna be really quick because if not, I'm not gonna do it. And also I feel like the energy it's just it it dies every day a little bit of it
0: dies you know well and i think i've definitely learned that for myself as well like when we get the inspiration to do something spirit means now like mm-hmm. it me, it is meant for now like the energy is there in this moment and so yeah. it's supposed to happen right now and yeah. you know if that's possible or do what you can to get back in the energy of that thing so that you can do it
1: and you know that whole idea of do what you can right now if it's possible i don't know if i believe that source gives you an inspired idea that's not possible right now i think that sometimes we got to be creative about how we do it you know No one said the inspired idea was going to be easy and like at your fingertips right now. But I don't believe that source gives us an idea that's not possible right now. Immediately. Or when I'm feeling silly and I say my son last me, I'm like, immediately. I just feel like it's immediately possible, you know? Like it has to be.
0: Yeah. It has to be. No, I think you're right. I think that's a really great point. Thank you for that. Redirect. I think you're right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's just like, your job
0: is to do it.
1: What does it take to do it? Like, how do you start? What is the next step? And I just like, it's a thing about like, if you take this step, this step will show up. I really believe that. And most of the time we want this stupid road map. Like, we do we want the stupid roadmap. And it's just like, I don't know if it always shows up like that. Sometimes it does. But more often than not, I think that you get a step. You get one. And then once you do it, you get the next one. Yeah. And you might not, not know why that was your step, step until you take it. Right? It's been a lot of things I look back on and I didn't know why things happened or why I needed to do it because it didn't make sense to me at the time. But once I did it and then
0: it unfolded, I was like, i
1: see what happened
0: you know you know what i mean yeah hindsight is 2020 right yeah. like i know that's been the case in my life i mean my my partner in life he sometimes is like why do you have to do this right now like if if you know anything about me i've done 30 days in silence which is basically isolation from everyone i know i've also done 40 days in silence this year when i did 40 days in silence. In 2019, he was like, But why? And I was like, I don't know. Spirits called me to do this. This is my calling. This is what I have to do now. And his like brain was like, ah, like, what do you mean you don't know why? And I'm like, it's not my business right now. Right. You know, but there is this space of trust and faith that this is the next step. I mean, I pray that nobody else could, has to be called into the 40 days of silence. Like that, that, that's a big trust. That's a big, cer- you know, faith. That's a big step out on faith. But a lot of times it's just these little things. Like yesterday, it was like, go to this grocery store. Pick up this right now. Just do this right now, right? Like there are all these little ideas that just kind of drop in randomly. And we've been taught to poo-poo it a lot. But that is the insight, like, and it's often in our own voice, and it's from spirit.
1: Most of the time, it's in our own voice. The interesting thing is sometimes it annoys me. I'm not even going to pretend, like, sometimes it's like, but I don't want to go to that store right now. Like, it's nasty. I'm like, I don't know. Shit, I'm at home. I don't, like, and I have legitimate moments that is like. And I'm like, I'm just not going to do it today. I'm going to miss out on whatever opportunity it is, right? And then I sit for a minute and I say, shit. And I just get up and go. Like, it's like, no one says it's always easy. Like, it's not always easy to listen to that voice. And you really have to trust. You really have to trust that everything, that nothing's against you in this world. You have to trust that everything's for you in this world to follow that. Because, you know, I remember seeing that to somebody. And I'm laughing because it was silly to me. And they were like, well, what if it was Satan? It's like, what? And I was like, well, let's be clear. We all have good and evil in us. And unless it's something that's telling me something negative or bad, I'm going to always trust that the voice in me is the God in me. Period. I'm going to always trust that the voice in me is the God in me because I only operate from a space of love anyway. Right. And so, you know, you have to be that person who beyond a shadow of a doubt, trusts that everything is for you beyond a shadow of a doubt that everything that even seems bad is for you. Sometimes it's bad things that happen to us. Like, you know, when I told you, you know, I was back at home and got evicted, like, I actually think that was a bad thing it was a bad experience like I just you know I would have preferred to not like you know but here's the thing if I hadn't gotten evicted I wouldn't have left Texas. I was only supposed to be in Texas for a short amount of time the time that I was in Texas I was in Texas for about six months I grew in six months probably ten years Texas is where I met my spiritual mother Texas is where I really honed in on my mediumship gifts. Texas is where I met the woman who I told you like very much like an angel who showed up and gave me thousands of dollars. Texas is where I learned about manifesting. It's where I just it instantly occurred to me to start meditating. Texas is where who I am today was birthed. And I just don't believe it was meant for me to be there long term. I was there to be in seclusion. So like how you were called to 40 days of silence. I was called to move right. and I didn't want to move. And so there was a blow up that happened that forced me to move. And I moved to Texas. And then when I was called to leave Texas, I was like, I just got here. I'm look flaky to my family and friends. I don't want to move. And so great. Don't move. Don't move. As was evicted. Took my ass back home, right? Like, it, you know, I would have rather not, but my time there was up. And from the time I left there, probably within a week or two it was a conversation with my mentor, my spiritual mentor about the books. And within four months, four, four, the beginning of the four months, I was at zero dollars. Yeah. In a month, probably four, skip to eight. Skip the twelve. After the twelve was at thirty, in less than six months, I'm generating thirty thousand a month. Yeah, from zero.
0: Yeah, from six months ago, they put my ass
1: out. (laughs) Like six months ago, I could not figure out why I couldn't sell shit to get my rent, but I wouldn't leave, and so I had to leave. It was my time was up there, right? And so even the things that seem Like, they're horrible for us. Most often are the things that are getting us to the next level. And I appreciate all that. I laugh at that damn new picture. And I'm like, that was so stupid. Like, I should have just, when I got the inkling to leave, I went and got a new apartment. Like, I was living with a friend, and I got the inkling to leave. And I was like, I'm going to give me my apartment. Like, that shit was stupid. Like, I laugh at it, and I look back, and I see those times that I didn't listen to those messages. It sounded like they were in my voice were the times they look crazy shit happened but either way it go those crazy those crazy things added up to make me who I am you know and I don't make the same kind of mistakes you know also listen even when I don't want to get up and go to Whole Foods you know <laughs> like, I go for whatever
0: reason and when you're called to move move so you don't have like to how
1: A year ago, if you had told me I was going to be in Atlanta, that's where I didn't want to go. Like at all, I was like, as a matter of fact, two years ago, if you had told me I was going to move back to the South, I would have been like, I don't have no desire. I'm going to stay in LA or Las Vegas area, but nope, not going to give me back to the South. But I've learned to listen. And so a year ago, I think it was the 24th, a year ago and on the 24th, was when I had visited home and on the drive to Atlanta to the airport, um, my hometown's two hours away from here, on the drive to Atlanta, it hit me like a ton of bricks. I was like, shit. And I think at the airport, I posted on Facebook, I was like, some I made a decision. Stephanie will be moving to the south. I don't know where yet, but I will be moving. And um, yeah, I was gone. That was August 24th and December 3rd. I think I was gone. I Listen, even when I don't understand, and honestly, it's worked out perfectly. Like, it's worked out. Like, I am flabbergasted at the way things have been unfolding for me. Life is just amazing. Um, life is easy. Life is so much easier when we listen. It's just we make it hard, you know.
0: That's the thing. That's the thing. When we're really listening to the intuition and doing the things right away, no matter. Whether we know why or how or any of that, when we just take the steps, that's when we get in the flow of life. Like that is the divine feminine is the flow and it's easy and we can do whatever we desire. And that's, you know, cause spirit's trying to just guide us there. And if we just take those little steps, we get there so much easier.
1: And It is interesting. Cause I had somebody tell me one day, well, I don't hear anything. And I'm like, more often than not, we've been training not to hear. You yeah. really don't not hear. It's still there. You don't trust it. And so even if you did get it, you didn't pay any attention to it. You pushed it away. And it's coming back to the center of who we are and mindfulness and paying attention to, um, I mean, like as a medium, one of the first things when I was in Texas, when I said it opened back up to me, things that never, I've always seen things that I would have called it like. A medium. Should I just thought everywhere I moved had a ghost? I think I thought that. I thought <laughs> everywhere I went. But Texas was where I started, um, I would feel things touch me, right? Not like, like that, just light. Mm-hmm. But it was also where I started a mindfulness practice. I was being called to meditate and be mindful and pay attention to small things around me. And as soon as I got there, is when I began, and so I say my gifts opened up, the truth is they may have already been opened, but I was so busy. I was so focused on other things that I didn't feel physically, emotionally, anything,
0: you know? Yeah, I do know. And that is, it's part of a relearning process for a lot of people to be able to get back into their feelings so that they can feel that and really trust the guidance and be able to do that and raise their frequency in the process, right?
1: yes i mean honestly if there was someone you know and i know how to shift my frequency if there was if there was someone like i totally made this up (laughs) let's just make sure we know that i made up the whole frequency fix thing and being a coach doing this like i don't think there's anyone having that i just decided you know what someone needs to help people with this partly because i wish i had someone who had done more than me and had more experience and that I could do that, that I could call and say, okay, this is where my faith is weak. And this is where I'm struggling with holding space and this, you know, I'm where I'm struggling to shift my identity. I wish there was someone and there was no one. And I was like, well, maybe I don't have anyone, but maybe I could be that someone.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah, I do. Thank you for being that someone for me, for everyone who comes in contact with this, for all the women who are already working with you and have in the past and will in the future. Like I know I feel like my frequency has been raised just in this conversation and I want to be respectful of your time. So I, I cannot say thank you enough, Stephanie for spending the time with me and for sharing all of your insights and your tips and your knowledge and I know that you did this for yourself. You've lived through this. You've been doing it naturally for clients for years. And now you're just owning it, right? You're just naming it is really what you've done and said, this is what I do instead of just having it hide behind the marketing piece or the mediumship piece. And
1: yeah. And the interesting thing for some reason, I wonder if it's like, did, did you think you had to have, did you think, Like, what did you think you had to do? And then I realized that it was just meant for me to be known on the marketing piece. Like, I needed that, and people built trust in me there. Because if they didn't build trust in me and no one knew me, I'm not saying frequency wouldn't have worked, but who is this woman who is showing up having this conversation about this thing? Who is she to do this? I think that my authority came from proving myself in one arena and having those results, like, why wouldn't you listen when these are the results that's been created, you know? And so I question, like, why did you wait? But it's like, again, it's the, that's how it needed to unfold. And now I feel like Frequency fixes it's something that's going to continue to grow. I'm so proud of the women that's in our first class and who are, committed to shifting their clients. Like I've created literally a whole step-by-step process for them to take them through over the course of like eight weeks, because again, it's just time up for us just saying, you know, I'm going to teach you marketing, but that's actually not the reason you're not making money. Right. Okay. I should do with it. And so I'm just proud of the women who are saying yes, because they are really ready to shift lives on a deeper level and and our first thing in the frequency fix is we're here to serve like that's what we stand on we are here to serve and giving people the marketing without the real shift isn't going to work and so I'm just proud of like like you said the women in it and the women and
0: men to come. Right. And everyone that's going to be affected by it the ripple effect.
1: Such a ripple effect such a domino effect you know it's it's something i've experienced mostly all my career um but there are like certain terms that i use that usually a month or two after i start using them other people will be like oh my god you know less who's using it now and it was kind of irritating and shortly after i started talking about frequency people who would talk about you know vibrations and energy they no longer use those words they use frequency and i was like damn can i have anything and then it was like nope you came to bring it to the world. No, nope. it's not just for you. It's okay. This is the real of faith and it's okay.
0: Yeah. I love it. Well, I love you so much. Thank you so much. This has been so amazing and I know it's going to help so many people really understand what is the true work that needs to be done in order to make money in order to Help more people and do the work that we're called here to do. So, thank
1: you for having me. I really appreciate it. And us, you know, being able to do whatever in this conversation because it went left, right, and back to the middle again. So, thank you for
0: allowing. Yeah, thank you. Well, I will see you soon and we hope to see all of you next week. We, again, this is a podcast as well as a video cast. If you want to find it on YouTube, it's there you can find me Celeste Hartwell and I'll have all of Stephanie's information in all of the places so that you can contact her. She's at thefrequencyfix.com. Stephanie Sinclair, thank you so much and see everyone soon.